Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for you. We're back. It is Wednesday, June 1st. It's already June. How about that? Mm. Mm, the year of science, 2022. Science! All health science. It is right to give science thanks and praise, and it's right for you guys to be joining us here after a long holiday yes. weekend. Oh, you got your hair cut. I just I got noticed. My, I got my hair did. Oh, it's pretty. Thanks. You look spiffy. It was getting a little too long. You're a, you're a shaggy dog. It's looking like a scarecrow. You were a shaggy dog over the weekend. We <laughs> were uh, doing a little comedy at the world-famous improv, and I looked at Eddie's head, and I said, that's... Uh, it needs to go. It's out of control. But it was a period piece, so it's it, kind true. Of, it kind of played. It's true. You looked like a... Mid-80s. Hobo from the mid-80s. Thanks to everybody who came out, by the way, to see Swing into Summer with Frank Sinatra and friends. We sold the joint out. Yeah, that was fun. It was a blast, so and it was fun. a great crowd. So thank you, everybody who joined us. We're back with a brand new show. I think you're going to love it. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. And here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, the Sheriff of Ghost Town, the newly shorn. Holy God, holy God. It's Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo, ho, Eddie. Thanks to everybody who gave us a little time off to hang out with our, our families over the Labor, Labor Day. Labor Day. Memorial Day. That'll weekend. be here soon enough. Yes. I'm a little rattled because just before we start recording, uh, <laughs> Eddie Pence and I were running around my front lawn desperately trying to turn off a geyser of water that was yeah. spewing forth from my lawn. We had a ruptured uh, You had your sprinkler. finger in the dam. So I did. Speak. When Eddie showed up, I had my finger literally stuck in a sprinkler trying to keep the water from going everywhere. <laughs> and then we were running around trying to find the valve to turn it off. It's good times. It was good times. Real good times. Exciting. And now the blood is pumping and we're <laughs> ready to, uh, to be men of action as we launch into today's program. I think you're going to enjoy it, kids. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Steve Ashton's on hand. Hey. Yeah, he's going to be here with the UK update. It's the big queen, uh, big jubilee coming up this week. What is that thing? What's that thing? Oh, the jubilee. I've heard yeah, of that it's before. It's her, yeah, yeah. Uh, her 75th year as a, okay. as a monarch. Okay. I think it's 75 years or 70. I don't know. I think it's 70. It's up there. 70 years of being a monarch. Wow. And uh, that makes her the longest monarch. ruling monarch in British history. Oh, yeah. wow. As far as I know. Okay. So they're preparing for a celebration there in the UK. Steve, not a huge fan of the royal family. Really? He's got a, a fresh take, perhaps, <laughs> on the royals coming up for you today. Uh, what else we got? We're going to have a raffle. We're going to give Ooh. away Boxcar Eddie. Eddie's <laughs> self-portrait of him riding the rails in a giant SpaghettiOs can. <laughs> Some lucky Garmy member is going to win that. We are uh, we're raising money for Every Town, which is a, a gun control uh, activist group yeah. trying to make some sense of the horrors of what happened in Texas yeah. and uh, 
the Garmy showed up in a big way. So awesome. Thanks to everybody awesome. for that. What else we got going on? Oh, uh, it's, a, it's a Wednesday. That means it's a one-hit wonder Wednesday. Take a look at a classic song from the 1980s oh, this time around. Okay. And speaking of recorded things, I do want to thank everyone who reached out uh, yesterday, apparently episode 10 of Batman Unburied, the very popular podcast over there on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, DC Comics and Warner Brothers have put together this, uh, it's, it's like an old radio play, basically. Yeah. And it's called Batman Unburied. It's the story of uh, Bruce Wayne, who is going through some psychological issues. And I won't spoil it if you haven't heard it. But episode 10 dropped this week. And some folks heard a familiar voice. Hmm. And I want to thank everyone who reached out and uh, said nice things. That The premise is Bruce is remembering his childhood. Yeah. And if you ever saw Batman, the animated series, yeah. you may remember that young Bruce in that show was influenced by a TV show called The Grey Ghost. Right. It kind of inspired him to be a superhero. Right. And that character, The Grey Ghost, was voiced by my pal Adam West. Right. So they went back and they tried to uh, recreate The Grey Ghost in a, a radio show format mm -hmm. for uh, this, this uh, podcast. Yeah. And so they reached out to me and said, would you be interested in doing not exactly an impression, but a, a character that's colored by Adam West. Yeah. And I was honored that they asked, and so I did that's it. awesome. And I didn't want to talk about it until it dropped, and it dropped this week. So thanks to everybody who was uh, kind enough to bring it out. Um, bring it up, rather. If you haven't heard it, here's a little taste of my work from the podcast Batman Unburied, currently on Spotify. I think it's the number one thing on Spotify wow. right now. So here's a little taste of what I did on that show. Welcome back to the Grey Ghost Radio Hour, brought to you by Champ Flakes. When last we left the Grey Ghost and his jaunty junior partner, Poltergeist, they had infiltrated the secret island lair of the Phrenologist. Careful, Poltergeist. The Phrenologist laboratory is right through there. There's no telling what he's cooked up this time. Oh, I'm ready for anything, ghost. Then open the door. <sighs> Phrenologist, we're taking you in. I wouldn't be so sure. I'm afraid I've been busy since last we met. Idle hands and all that. Time for you to meet my children. <laughs> my monster men. Leaping lords, gray ghosts. They must be ten feet tall. Kill them. Uh, you let go of me, you big ugly. Poltergeist, pull that trick we used on Dr. Dirigible. Oh, right. I'll deploy my gas gun. And I'll give these monster men what for. Oh, we'll lick them, ghost. Just like we always do. Yes. Just like we always do. On and on. Every night. Right, Bruce? So there was my little chance Ooh. to pay tribute to uh, my old pal. Sounded good. It was cool that Sounded they asked like me him. to do that. Yeah. So thanks to everyone who uh, heard that and reached out and said, was that? A familiar voice I heard doing a familiar voice that I heard. So, yeah, it was me. Uh, let's get into the show. Let's start off with the raffle. As I mentioned, we're raising money for Every Town for Gun Control. And uh, this was an organization started by the families, I believe, of Sandy Hook initially. Mm. And it's just been a great way to, 
You know, unfortunately, money rules politics. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that way, but it is. And so, you know, the NRA and other gun activist groups have a lot of money to throw at the yeah. cause. And so this is a chance for folks who are looking for reasonable gun control measures to also raise yeah. some money. And it seems like, I don't know, I, I think this after every one of these horrors, that maybe people this time have had enough and maybe it's gonna it's gonna stick i think you have more hope than i do yeah perhaps i think so but for fuck's sake they're talking about the problem being doors now they got to make it's everything but what it is doors and it's everything but an 18 year old shouldn't be able to buy an assault it just seems unnecessary you can't buy a beer you shouldn't be able to buy ar-15 that's just that common sense seems fair i think although i don't know what the drinking age is in texas might be four (laughs) i don't i'm not sure so anyway, we use that as our uh, fundraising target for the raffle over this long holiday weekend. And boy, you guys showed up in such a big way. Let me thank everybody who donated. And some of these smaller donations came with apologies, which was like, it's all I could afford right now. No, no need for that Dude. because we understand. It's tight right now. It is Trust really me. tight. And for people to reach into their pockets at all is a yeah. huge deal. So thanks to everyone who donated. I'm going to read everybody's name who donated to the cause. At the $5 level, it was Tony Campbell and Jason Stolman. Then at $10, it was Keith Mitchell, Margot Schultz, Bo Bowden, Luke Robotham, Colin Maggs, David Green, and Sean Goody. At the $20 level, Eric Fleming and Rob Lichter. $25, it was Andrea Jones and Jim Key, Tisha Rashid, Mario Plazola, Dave Stevies, uh, Lisa Rowley, Melanie Michaud, Gina Gina Wells, Molly Tyler, and Danielle Z. And I'm sure Danielle will forgive me for not trying to pronounce her last name, which I think is Zunzunigua. Wow. Zunzunigua. Just Danielle Z. 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 Danielle Z. All at $25. (laughs) Jared Rayborn and Lorraine Escalante donated $40. At the $50 level, we had Nicholas Pearson, Christy Stoker, Lisa Cooper, Christopher Gagne, Benjamin Steinberg, Katie Fillingham, Filling game, filling game. I think it is Katie filling game. Uh, Rebecca Zimmer, Lauren Green, Erica Perez, Phil Fetto, Frederick Steinmiller, Angela Vangvu, excuse me, Dangvu, Ken Christensen, Courtney Tomeo, Kelly Weeks, Derek Eilertson, and Ray Hinojosa, I believe, at $50. Bridget Klink donated $75. Tim Ridley donated $100, wow. as did Catherine Springer, Dale Drummond, Pete Silsby, Andrea Larkin, Nanette Earhart, our pal Gigi Robledo, who was out there at the show yes, over the weekend. We get a chance was. to say hi to her. Uh, John Morrison, Tanya Little, Pam Myers, and Peter Reardon, all with $100 wow. donations. Wow. Sean Barger, $120. Jonathan Hill with $150. Ricardo Correa, with $200. Damn. Jessica Kuhn and, or Kun, I guess it is. Man, Kun, Kun. Jessica Kun and uh, William Foster, both with $250 donations. Linda Golden donated $275. Evan Atherton donated $500. His company matches 100% of the donation, making it worth $1,000. Wow. And then em- um, Elizabeth Emerald, she is donating $10 monthly in perpetuity wow. moving forward. So all that totaled up, and then I topped it off to make it a nice, even number. And that comes to Raised for Every Town for Gun Control. 
five thousand dollars. Holy shit! So that was wow. So beautiful to see the Garmy step up and get into action that way. It was really impressive. Thank you, everyone who donated. It means the world to me, and I know it does to uh, folks who want a safer place for their kids. Yes, for God's sake, we all do. All right, you know what happens now. Pardon me, I got to reach for this. The real fishbowl. The people who don't believe (laughs) that this is a thing. This is the fishbowl that I put everybody's name into. And then what I do is I hand it over to the artist himself who will reach deep into the fishbowl. He's he's pulled a name out from the bowels of the fishbowl. It sounded filthier than I wanted it to. Way worse than it needed. Let's find out who's going to take home this beautiful portrait of Boxcar Eddie. Katie Filling Game. Katie Filling Game. Congratulations, Katie. You are the proud owner of Eddie's self-portrait of him <laughs> being a hobo <laughs> in a giant SpaghettiOs can. It's almost Andy Warholian. It is, a little bit. It is. So uh, thanks to everybody who donated. The, the Donating was the big deal, I think, in this particular raffle. Less so of the art. Yes, I agree. I'm glad someone is getting that uh, super neat <laughs> piece of artwork. Get, get from, out of your house. From Eddie Pence. All right, let's turn our attention to the rest of the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us, especially when you leave your voicemail messages on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available to you. All you got to do is dial up that number, one 833 Hi, Ralph. Yeah, then I listen to them all. And I grab a handful, and I put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Now, as we know, I'm not just doing a podcast here on the Ralph Report. I'm changing lives. Oh, yeah. I'm making people's lives better. Every second of every day. All the time. Yeah. It's exhausting, quite frankly. And this gentleman, well, let's just say he'll never be the same, thanks to me. Hey, Ralph, this is Brian, a two-star from Pittsburgh. A while back, you mentioned during the mayonnaise versus miracle whip thing that you like to dip chips in mayonnaise sometimes. Mm, yeah. Or back when we were talking to Eddie about sweet potato fries, you mentioned dipping those mm-hmm. in mayonnaise. So yes. out of boredom, I decided to dip some sweet potato chips into mayonnaise and fuck you. I have to go to the gym for about another extra hour for even considering that well not really fuck you but oh my god it was delicious right love you mean it bye yes <laughs> grab your chips or your fries kids and dip them in mayonnaise mm. instead of no, ketchup no, or anything you. else no thank you it will change your life for the worst only for the better that's all it's that's gonna happen an unhealthy choice oh it's so good it's not good it's so good you're defeating the purpose of the sweet potato fry i think the purpose is to taste good in my mouth mm, that's what the purpose not is good less mayo speaking of eating i just my stomach still hasn't been right since the uh then the uh, antibiotic it. disaster it's still yeah, it's, it's like two weeks now but it's like hit or miss like some days it's fine and the next day it's <laughs> noises coming out Are you of drinking me your uh, your I ran kiak or <laughs> kayak or kislav the flak knock whatever the fuck that shit's called kefir kefir or kefir, kefir, depending on how you pronounce Whatever it. But either way, is. it's not kayak. Kayaking. I'm a kayak denier. No, I ran out, so I got to get oh, some no. more. Oh no! Oh no! But I can't drink it forever, can I? Or will I have to? I don't now? know. Straighten me out. It seems awful. It's delicious. I know that much. 
Uh, from time to time, we ask people, hey, what are you watching over there on the streaming services? We need some help. That's why we have this segment called, hey, what you watching? Hey, what you watching? So what the what you Colin has a suggestion that I can wholeheartedly get behind because I've binged it myself mm. over this past weekend. Hey, Ralph, Eddie, Steve, this is Colin, two star from Los Villas, calling with a Hey, What You Watching? Uh, Bosch Legacy, so the entire first season is available. Uh, the show follows the from the Bosch story arc. He's now out of the LAPD and is a private eye doing his own thing. And uh, his kid, Maddie, is now a rookie cop. Uh, and so the season kind of follows their journey. Uh, I actually worked on the show as a assistant director running Basecamp, which for anyone who doesn't know is like where the actors' trailers are. And I make sure that they get through hair and makeup and costumes and all that stuff. Hope you enjoy the show. Ralph, I know you're into that show, so let me know what you think. Uh, and remember, you didn't hear it from me. No. LMB. We won't tell anyone. We heard it from Colin, the AD. <laughs> we'll keep that a secret. Shh. Colin was at the show over the weekend. Oh, okay. And he introduced himself, and I immediately cornered him against the wall. <laughs> you got all the deets. Started grilling him about <laughs> season two. If you're a fan of Bosch at all, if you watched it on Amazon Prime, uh, now it's on Freevee, what they call it, which is Amazon's free uh, television channel because right. it's got commercials and gotcha, stuff. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But it's so good. You didn't watch uh, Bosch, did you? I didn't. No. Actually, course, my old college roommate's didn't. wife is in the show. What the what? Yeah, so I, I should probably watch it. Yeah, you probably, probably should. should. <laughs> She's a police officer in the show or a detective or something. Uh, I don't know what her character's name maybe is. Maybe the maybe in this on the original Bosch. No, in the Bosch Legacy. One? Oh, in this Bosch one? Legacy, yeah, yeah. It's it's so good. So, so check that out. Uh, I also like to tell people where stuff comes from if they have that question. Hi, Ralph. This is T from Oregon. Um, I have a question for where did it come from? Where did bimbo come from? Bimbo. Bimbo. That's a good word, too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway, Ralph, we love you. We mean it. Bye. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? Oh, bimbo. Bimbo. Why do we call airheaded, sexy, busty, voluptuous women bimbos. Bimbo. I don't know. It's the craziest thing because originally it was a slang turn around the turn of the 20th century mm -hmm. that came from the Italian word for baby boy. Hmm. And it used to be used only in references to men. Really? A guy who had a real stocky, thick-set physique kind of looked like a baby. A, a giant baby? A giant baby. They call him a bimbo. They would call him a bimbo. Hey, you bimbo. Hey, what do you do, you bimbo? You come over here, you try to make a mess in my store. You knock over all of my pickles. <laughs> I don't know why that gentleman's selling pickles, but. Pickle store. But it would, it would be called, they'd call him a bimbo. <laughs> and then in 1920, a song was written for a Broadway review. Mm -hmm. And it was entitled, My Little Bimbo Down on the Bamboo Isle. And the lyrics of that song were in reference to a beautiful, voluptuous woman. And they believe this is what instigated the change. But suddenly it just flipped. Instead of a muscle-bound dude, it became a voluptuous woman. And then the uh, term bimbo came to be all exclusively attached to women. how they get to being like sort of like an airheaded, ditzy person being a bimbo? Because you don't call like... A bimbo is usually 
well, directed at someone who's but not. It, it's directed to someone who is getting attention almost exclusively for their physical appearance. Right. And that was the same thing with the man. They were t- referencing his physicality. Mm. With a woman, they're refer- referencing her physicality. And then eventually it became just solely, that's all she was offering was looks, but no brains kind Mimbo. of thing. So, and then yeah, Mimbo for man. And then Himbo. Was it Himbo or yeah, Mimbo? Not Mimbo. No, it was Mimbo. No, him. No, I've always said Mimbo. Himbo. No, not no one himbo. says Mimbo. Himbo. No, Himbo sounds like a like a like a musical instrument. No, it's a him. He no, him. It's like a flute. It's not. Like it's I play himbo. The him, I play the Himbo. It's not Mimbo. M- mimbo. Mimbo sounds like the worst no. clown at the carnival. <laughs> he is. He's the dumbest clown at the carnival. He's the Mimbo. There's no Mimbo. Oh, I've always called it why Mimbo. Why does it make, why would Mimbo even be part? Because man, Mimbo. A male bimbo? Yes. Wouldn't that, wouldn't Mimbo. It, isn't him much more connected to the male species? Well, then, he, well, then you turn around and go Herbo. <laughs> Herbo <laughs> Himbo. No. Mimbo. It's not, wait, any of that I think works. it's Mimbo. It's not. Okay. I'm dying on this hill. Oh, I'm already dead on this one. <laughs> Mimbo. <laughs> anyway. That's where Bimbo comes from. <laughs> where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I'll fucking build no. Now tomorrow we have to go, where does, what's a male Bimbo? We've got to look into that one. And you know, we like to play upbeat music for you every episode here on The Ralph Report to make your day a little bit brighter. It's funny how these things kind of come in waves. Someone will suggest a happy hit. And that will open a floodgate of similar yeah. kind of happy hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently, we've been featuring the goddamn American treasure Weird Al quite a bit in mm-hmm. the happy hits. And that inspired today's caller. Hey, Ralph. This is Chris uh, from Grants Pass, Oregon. Yo-ho, Eddie, Mr. Ashton, and crew. I was wondering, when you guys get back from your nice little break, dude, and hopefully it's an amazing one. Thank I have you. one more Weird Al song that hopefully you will play for a happy hit to start everybody back with your long journey that we don't have to but uh break it down uhf um from weird al yankovich money for nothing but the beverly hill billy song uh version hopefully i got that right uh love you minute bye <laughs> it is money for nothing by dire straits but instead of the usual lyrics he has cleverly Use the lyrics from the opening for the Beverly Hillbillies theme song. Here's Weird Al with today's happy hit. Now look here, people. Listen to my story. A little story about a man named Jed. You know something? Shooting, old Jed was shooting at some food. When all of a sudden, right up from the ground there, well, it came a bubbling crude. Or that is, well, maybe you call it black gold, the Texas tea. He gonna move next to Mr. Drysdale and be a Beverly. Now everyone said California 
<laughs> it was worth it. Uh, the reason that particular parody sounds particularly good is that uh, Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits oh, I didn't know that. said to him, I'll only let you parody of my song if you let me play the guitar. I didn't know, right. I didn't know he so, played on that. Yeah, That's he's crazy. playing on that track. Thanks to everybody who called in today. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but in order for that to happen, you got to call me. Call me. Now it's time to take a look at folks who passed away on this day throughout history in a segment we call Hello, Death. Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello, Death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, Death. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garman will know why Even though you said goodbye Hello, Death Hello, Death Hello, Death Hello, Death On this day, June 1st, we lost Pierre-Joseph Dessau <laughs> We have lost him, he is now dead Famous French anatomist. Oh, anatomist. He was one of the early... Perv. He, he wasn't was a perv. Yeah, no, he was, he was a medical anatomist who mm -hmm. was able to map the human body right. for us at a time where a lot of people didn't know a lot about that stuff. Uh -huh. He got his early medical education from the barber of his native village. Bar okay, this all sounds like... Oh, man, up. this sounds awful. Just <laughs> Then he went to an apprentice at a military hospital, mm. and that's where he gained more knowledge of anatomy. I can only imagine how that happened. Ew. And then eventually he knew so much that when he was going to a medical school in Paris, he would actually give lectures on anatomy, to much to the jealousy of the established teachers and professors, because he knew more than oh, they did. Wow. So he was, a, the hours. he was a pioneer. <laughs> 1830, Sahajanan Swami, believed to be the incarnation of God oh, by his followers, definitely was. left his mortal body behind on this day of course he did. in 1830. Yes. So funny how all the gods walking around <laughs> seem to die just like us regular right. folks. They always inhibit a body. They don't just come down as their god shape. It's true. And hang Why out. Why don't they float around? That'd be so much more impressive. Yeah, I would worship that. If you're like, like okay. a giant face in the sky or something, that, yeah. that would be cool. Right, because you're real at that point. That's some lunatic saying you're a god. Hey, don't say that about Saj Sahanajana Nana. Swami. <laughs> Swami. 1868, James Buchanan, the 15th president of these United States, passed Old Bucky. away. Uh, they didn't call him Bucky. Uh, somebody probably You're did. thinking of Bucky Barnes from Captain America. Right. That's not. He could have been president. Uh, 1912, Daniel Burnham, famous American architect, died at the age of 65. One of the most successful architects 
What did he architect? Uh, uh, pretty much all of Chicago. Oh, he pretty sick. He planned downtown Chicago. He planned downtown Washington, D.C. That's a crazy-ass city. Yeah, it's, that's fucked up. He did a bad job with that. No, it, it was a purpose to it's it. A, it's so you can't invade the Capitol. Up. Well, how, how'd that work out for you? Not too well. Exactly. <laughs> Awful job. Well, when you got the president leading the way, it's kind of easy. You know the Flatiron Building in New York, that triangular-shaped building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. did that one as well. Oh, nice. So got his chops, this mm. guy. 1927, Lizzie Borden. You know Lizzie Borden, oh, yeah, don't the, you? the murderer. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her father 40 wax, and when she saw what she had done, she gave her mother 41. Oof. Oof. She was acquitted of that crime, by the way. <laughs> no one ever mentions that in their right. dirty little rhyme. She had to live with that the rest of her life, and turns out that she was acquitted of murder. Yeah. Not guilty. But do we know that she wasn't guilty? Uh, or she, she wasn't somehow... found guilty. Well... She died of pneumonia at the age of 66 on this day in 1927. Who knows? Leslie Howard, best known for playing Ashley Wilkes in Gone with the Wind, died on this day in 1934. His plane was shot down by Nazis. Oh, fucking Nazis. 1948, Sonny Boy Williamson. Oh, man. One of the great blues harp players of all time. Passed away at the age of 34. I know how you feel about the harmonica, but... You can go right to hell because Sonny's the best. Oh, man. Right? That's good. You know, 1959, <laughs> Sax Romer Ooh, died. Sax Romer. He was an English author. Oh, he should have played the saxophone. No, he didn't. Uh, his real name, that was his uh, nom de plume. Oh, his nom de plume. Was Sax Romer. His real name was Arthur Henry Sarsfield Ward. Oh, sax is better. But he wrote by Sax Romer. S-A-X or S-A-C-K? S-A-X. Romer, R-O-H-M-E-R. Okay. Wrote a series of novels, 14 novels in total, about the supervillain Fu Manchu. Oh, Fu Manchu. Dr. Fu Manchu. He wrote all those novels, um, beginning shortly before the First World War, continuing for another 40 years. Character was wildly popular. Uh, they made movies about him, the television, radio, comic strips, comic books. For 90 years, we've had this character. Yeah. It is beyond racist. <laughs> Fu Manchu. It is so, had done so much damage to the Chinese Americans and yeah. the Chinese living in Europe, just coloring them as evil super geniuses out to take over the world. Mm. And also gave birth to the Fu Manchu mustache. Oh, okay. You that's know, you know that, that's that, why it was named after that? It was named after That's after why they call it the Fu Manchu. So he died on this day. Mm. In 1960, Hitler's sister passed away. Oh. Did you know he had a younger sister? No. Paula. Paula? Paula Hitler. Paula, Paula Hitler. Did she go by Hitler she went, afterwards? She went by Paula Wolf for good, some reason. Good, good move. She used the name last name Wolf. She <laughs> didn't. Mean, she didn't apply for a job as Paula Hitler. Well, that still carries some weight in some circles. I guess it would. But uh, <laughs> she had tried to distance herself, I believe, from her brother's. I don't know why. Uh, infamy. I can't imagine why. Hard to get a gig as the uh, Paula Hitler as the lunch lady at your local school. Is Hitler? If you wrote Hitler down on your application, <laughs> I'm guessing that maybe that's why she didn't. In 1965, Curly Lambeau. 
American Pro Football Hall of Fame halfback, and then, of course, coach, mm-hmm. founder and first coach for the Green Bay Packers. In fact, they still play there at Lambeau Field. Yeah, they do. Died at the age of 67 on this day. Helen Keller, boy, she's such an impressive lady. Uh, died on this day in 1968. She was the very first deaf and blind person to win a bachelor, to earn, rather, a Bachelor of Arts in, in college. Remarkable how she overcome overcame yeah because i would just sit in the corner i i can't I just living up. in a world of darkness and silence yeah, like why uh, she not only survived but thrived yeah. and became this remarkable woman i can't imagine it passed away at the age of 87 uh 1973 harvey firestone jr hmm. any guesses as to what he manufactured for the best part of his life tars tars indeed 1979, Werner Forsman, Werner Forsman, mm-hmm. German urologist, died on this day at the age of 74. What'd he do? He invented cardiac catheterization. Okay. You know when they fish a catheter through your veins, either right. through your femoral artery or yeah. through your, your, your arm, yeah. and they're able to snake it into your heart yeah. so they can put a stent in or Got they it. can add medication right. or any number of things yeah. he invented that process before he did it it was believed to be impossible but he was because, a urologist you know, be catheters right so he's like let's just jam one in your vein and see where he it goes. said if a catheter can go if snake up through your urethra right. into your bladder right why can't you go through a major artery and get to your heart that's ballsy and a lot of doctors are like no that's impossible you're going to rupture something and well, they're going to they're bleed out that would you would think you don't know how ballsy this guy was you don't know i don't in 1920, because everyone said it couldn't be done, yeah. he put himself under local anesthesia. Uh, did it to himself? Took a catheter, wow. snaked it through the vein in his arm, and reached his own heart. Mm, 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 mm. Did he survive? Yes. Okay. Good for him. He, he proved that he it could it. be done on himself while he was awake. Wow. wow. Could you do that to yourself? No. Could you snake a catheter into your own heart? No. The balls on I can barely guy. shave my balls. This crazy bastard. You don't shave your balls. We know that. You trim. You're I not trim. a shaver. I'm a trimmer. That's oh, why. By the way, thank God the shower shave is back. You should feel my balls. You want to feel my I'm balls? I'm good, man. I'm really they're good. so goddamn smooth. You know smooth. what? I don't even need to see them. Oh, they're so That's spect- how much I believe you. So spectacular. They want to shine now. Did you have them shaved for the show on Sunday? Oh, night? yeah. Okay, that's oh, why yeah. you were you were so on. Oh, yeah. I was just feeling fast and loose. <laughs> 1984, Nate Nelson, American singer with the great doo-wop group The Flamingos, passed away at the age of 52. Are the stars out tonight? I don't know if it's cloudy or bright. Richard Green, British actor, died on this day in 1985, best known for his long-running TV series The Adventures of Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. In the UK, gave us this the great theme song. Robin Hood, Robin Hood, riding through the glen. Robin Hood, Robin Hood, with his band of men. Feared by the bad, loved by the good. Robin Hood, Robin Hood, Robin Hood. It's a great tune. David Ruffin. American soul singer, early lead singer for The Temptations, famous group out of Motown, died of a drug overdose at the age of 50 on this day in 1991. 
Young at his height of fame. Yeah, they were all big. just kids when My they God, started. He was only 50 in 91. Yeah. Damn. Comedian and TV host of Family Feud after Richard Dawson left the show. Ray Combs died on this day in 1996, took his own life. Yeah, that was, age sad. Of 40. That was so sad. sad. 1999, Christopher Cockerell, English inventor, died at the age of 88 years old. This sweet bastard. I love it. I want to kiss him right in the face. Okay, easy. What do you invent? The hovercraft. Oh, that's kind of cool. You know I feel about a hovercraft. Yeah, you want a hovercraft. Oh, it floats on the ground and on water. God damn, I want a hovercraft. You need one. I do. Hank Ketchum, cartoonist Hank Ketchum, died on this day in 2001. He created the never funny Dennis the Menace. <laughs> Even as a kid, <laughs> like I was this. like, this kid's an asshole. <laughs> Why is everyone reading about this dick? I can definitely relate to Mr. Wilson in my older years. Oh, yeah. I did when I was a kid. <laughs> it's like, he's a prick. Wilson is right. Dennis yeah. the Menace is an asshole. He kind of is. He's a pain in the balls. <laughs> and, and the Mitchells are awful parents. They're very absentee parents. They were They're... just not taking care of that kid at all. No, they weren't. Poor Mr. Wilson. So awful. And in 2014, America's made... Ann B. Davis, who, of course, played Alice, the housekeeper on The Brady Bunch, passed away at the age of 88. All right, you know what we do now? We find a food-related person who passed away on this day. And we run it past Eddie Pence, seeing if it's something. The food is that it is not the person. I don't put anybody up my ass, That please. he'd be willing to eat. Or maybe, maybe he'll take the actual person up his ass. I want. Have him pull out. Oh, get out. We know you feel about your prostate orgasms. You probably would invite That's someone. That's a very select group You would of invite someone it's up your ass. Not just willy-nilly. Am I throwing people up my ass? You'd have willy and nilly up there, apparently. <laughs> uh, here's how we find out. We talk about the food, then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If those reels go round and they stop and they match... Jackpot. That means Eddie's eaten. However, if they don't match... <laughs> Eddie's not going to eat. All right. On this day in 1996... Dr. Edward Anton Asselbergs died. Oh, Asselberg. Maybe you would take him up your ass. <laughs> it's right like there that. in the name. With a name like Asselberg. Dr. Edward Asselbergs <laughs> died. In 1960, he made a breakthrough in food science that we still use today. Really? In 1960, and we're still benefiting from his creation. That plastic wrap on American cheese? <laughs> no. Individually the sliced individually singles. sliced singles of American cheese? No. Because that is a brilliant he idea. He came up with the process for making potato flakes. The reason we have instant mashed potatoes is because he was able to make instant mashed potato flakes, the same process that's still used worldwide today. So when you get your Idaho spuds or whatever mm -hmm. you get by the box, yeah. and you pour it into some boiling water, add a little butter, add a little milk, whip it up together, and you got a pot full of delicious, fresh, hot mashed potatoes in mere minutes. You thank good old Dr. Asselbergs for that. That's who you thank. <laughs> okay. Now, is Eddie Pence eating instant mashed potatoes? There's only one way for us to find out. Let's pull that handle. Here we go. One potato, two potatoes. No surprise that Eddie Pence likes instant mashed potatoes. Well, I mean, I think you can make them in an instant. I prefer the old way, the old school way of making mashed potatoes. But if someone has a pot of 
instant laying around. This is going to come I'll as a eat. shock to you. Yeah. I love instant you mashed do. potatoes. I actually prefer the flavor of instant mashed potatoes. You Really? Yes. Why? What's the difference in the flavor for you? I don't know. Um, so like Thanksgiving rolls around, you whip out instant mashed potatoes no, or do you no, do it the no, other way? No, I, I make instant mashed here for the kid when I'm making uh, dinner. Okay. I'll make those, uh, you know, with some, uh, you know, I'll grill up a steak or something yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'll make instant mashed potatoes. No, if you're doing a big fancy deal. You got to do it the old way. Uh, that's fine. It, I like plain mashed potatoes as well. But there's just something about the flavor of instant mashed potatoes. Hmm. I don't think I've noticed the difference. to me. I've never noticed the difference. I like them both, but I've never noticed the difference. Yeah, mashed potatoes. Just, <laughs> just good comfort food Can't go right wrong there. with mashed potatoes. You really can't. And that's it for today's Hello Death. Hello Death. You're dead now, so shut up. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty. Now it's time to take a look at the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, congratulations to Tom Cruise. His movie Top Gun Maverick broke box office records over this past Memorial Day holiday weekend. An estimated $160 million. Damn domestically over the course of four days. Damn. It is the highest grossing film in that particular window of time since the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie in 2007. Wow. And uh, it is Tom Cruise's first $100 million opening ever in his career. It really is? Believe it or not, the first time he's ever had $100 million at an opening weekend. I would not have known that. And everyone is saying it's one of the best movies they've I know. ever seen. I've heard it from people that saw sneak previews weeks ago that they said this is a great film. I'm like, how can it be a great film? Because the first Top Gun, if you rewatch it, it's fun, but it's not a great it's film. It's such a piece of schlock. It's not a f- great movie. Not by any stretch of the imagination. And then I've heard nothing but great things about this movie from everyone who's seen it. I saw something online. <clears throat> Excuse me. Someone online said, Top Gun answers the question, what if Top Gun was a good movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's what this movie is. So apparently wow. people are raving. I gotta see it. I gotta check it out too. Speaking of record breakers, Stranger Things 4, the fourth season of Stranger Things, busting Netflix viewership records over its debut weekend. It was the most watched English language series during the week, the week rather, of May 23rd through the 29th, with a record-breaking almost 300 million hours of global viewing. Mm. So over the very wow. first uh, weekend, over 300 million hours of Stranger Things season four was being watched. Damn. I'm gonna have to watch that show. I, I gotta get around to it at some point. I do. Some point. Uh, I watched Angeline over the weekend as well. How is that? It's just okay. Oh, so I was watching, the, I watched the Carlin thing finally. Oh, isn't that great? So good, yeah, it's so good. good. Bo Hopkins, one of my favorite character actors has passed away at the age of 84. He was in The Wild Bunch. He was in American Graffiti. He was the head of the gang that tried to get uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character to join them, the Pharaohs. 
So you want to be a pharaoh. <laughs> he was also uh, James Garner's lawyer on the Rockford Files as well. And I actually worked with Bo briefly. We were um, both cast in a movie together that was in development. Then the financing fell out and they blew the whole thing oh, up. It sucks. And then they got more money from another financer, so they shit canned the original cast and bought oh. people with who, who had hired people rather than buy them. Hired people who had better, bigger names oh, than us. That but sucks. Uh, Bo was a sweet, sweet man, and I really enjoyed hanging out with him, so I was sad to see that news. BTS was at the White House yesterday. Did you see that? I did not. Yes, they were there um, trying to promote anti Asian hate. which is a great cause, but I keep thinking as I saw them at the White House briefing on Tuesday, Yeah, I don't think the problem is the K-pop BTS fans. I don't think they're getting a lot of anti-Asian hate from that particular group. I don't know how they're going to reach across to whoever. Kind of preaching to the choir, I think, if you're you're reaching out to the BTS fans. Those aren't necessarily the people you want to target with that message. True, true. But I suppose any exposure. But I guess the optics of having BTS at the White House shows America is embracing. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a good look. Yes. But I'm thinking their message, I don't know. Just going to be. Maybe lost. But you can't say it enough. And speaking of anti-racism and anti-hate, what's up with your Star Wars fans? What's up with these people? Oh, I told you, they're the worst people ever. Have you seen what this poor woman's going through? Her name is Moses Ingram. Yes. She plays the new bad guy, like the, the fourth uh, sister or third sister. The Inquisitor like Reva yeah. Yeah. in the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Yeah. And she happens to be black. Yeah. And apparently, she in fact posted some of the direct messages and online hate she's getting from Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans are the worst fan group on the planet. It's inexplicable. It's all, they did this to Jake Lloyd when he was a little kid. I mean, granted, it's not a wonderful performance by Jake Lloyd, but they fucking ruined that kid. And they did it to that uh, that Rose, the Rose girl from Last Jedi. Kelly Marie Tran. They're doing it to this woman. Billy Lord, who's the daughter of goddamn Princess Leia, she also she got, got hates shit. just for being a woman. They're starting to give this little girl that plays the little Leia in the show, this seven, eight-year-old girl who's playing little Leia. They're starting to give her shit. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Watch it or don't. Here's some of the hateful messages she's had to endure. Your days are numbered. You suck, loser. You're a diversity hire, and you won't be loved or remembered for this acting role. So every person of color put in something is a diversity hire? They don't just cast who they think is the best? Apparently. If everybody was white, then it would be fine? It's fuck these people. It got so bad that the official Twitter account of Star Wars. I saw that, I saw that, yeah. Had to step out and say, there are more than 20 million sentient sentient species in the Star Wars galaxy. Don't choose to be a racist. Fucking people are the worst, We are proud to welcome Moses Ingram to the Star Wars family and excited for Reva's story to unfold. I thought she was really good in Kenobi. I think it's a good show. I'm really enjoying it. I like the show, I enjoyed the show. I think he could look a little older is my only complaint. Oh boy. Because he's eight years from looking like Alec Guinness. It's, it, it's, he's going to have a hard life in the I'm next I'm just saying years. gray him up a little. I'm just gray him up a little. Gray you up in a minute. But other than that, I liked it. I think it's real good. I enjoyed it. Let's take a look at uh, today's celebrity birthdays. Oh, how was Star Wars uh, Fantasy Ce- Camp? Celebration, so you much to. fun. Did you have a good time? So much fun. You see a lot of racists down there? A lot of no, because I think screaming I think the, racist the, epithets. The people that go to celebration are the true diehards that enjoy Star Wars. Hey, you green screen, green skin freak. Hey, rabbit face. You had good people down there that, people. Are, that enjoy Star Wars, not the fucking assholes online. That's good. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on June 1st, starting with singer Pat Boone. Speaking of racist, no, I don't think I don't <laughs> think he's racist. But I know he made a lot of money 
uh, taking black people's songs and re-recording them as a uh, awful cheesy white dude. But who did? He made his big money off of stealing Little Richard's songs because Little Richard couldn't get played on the white radio stations. So he took a sexy hot song like Tutti Fruity All Rudy <laughs> and then re-recorded it and made it sound like this. Oh, bop, bop, loom, bop, 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 Tutti Fruity All Rudy, Tutti Fruity Talk about draining all the soul Fuck. and heart out of a song. Oh my God. That's crazy. Morgan Friedman is 85 years old today. Brian Cox of Succession is 76. Another show I gotta watch. Jonathan Price is 75. Bassist Simon Gallup of The Cure is 62. I don't care if Monday's blue. Tuesday's gray and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you, it's Friday, I'm in love. Supermodel Heidi Klum is 49 years old today. Damien Fahey, who was the host of Total Request Live on MTV after Carson Daly left. Now he's a, a writer-producer over on Family Guy. Oh, yeah. I see Damien That's all the cool. time. That's cool. He's 42 years old today. Alanis Morissette is 48. It's not That is a cross I bear. The cross I bear, like cross, like Jesus on the right. cross. What? It's not cross-eyed bear. Who, who thinks it's cross-eyed bear? A lot of people. Cross-eyed bear? They think the lyric is, the cross-eyed bear that you gave to me. They think that, that he, like won her a, teddy bear? he won her a stuffed prize at a fair. There was a cross-eyed bear. Wow. That happens wow. all the time. That's spectacular. That's not it. That is from now on. Comedian Amy Schumer's 41. Zazie Beats, who played Domino in Deadpool 2, is 31 years old today. And guitarist Ron Wood of the Rolling Stones is 75 years old, and he's still doing three-hour shows with the boys. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And speaking of Brits who are still going at it after all these years, it's time for our UK correspondent. It's time for... Steve. Steve. Steve Ashton. Oh, Ralph, you're so, you're so manly, you know. You make Mickey Rourke look like Mickey Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> Androgynous, almost like as a marketing tool, so the girls and the gays will buy his music. Harry Styles. <laughs> is in the news. So he's headlines Coachella. Um, he read a CBB's bedtime story, we talked about that last week, and released his long-awaited Harry's House album. But now the singer has managed to pull off making a music video for his album track, Daytime, with the help of insuffer insufferable, I want to say, cunt, uh, James <laughs> Corden for just $300, apparently. In a segment for his show shared on YouTube, the barrel of goose shit with hair, Corden, and uh, Harry Styles 
can be seen knocking on people's doors as they scour a New York, a New York neighborhood. That's difficult to say, tongue twister Wednesday. A New York neighborhood for someone's home to make the video in. After knocking on one lady's house, who politely turns them down, Corden manages to find an apartment which four friends share in a no way prearranged stunt. Um, they're knocking on the door. A shocked girl answers it. Um, and after some quick introductions and an overview of what's expected, the rotting elephant fallopian tube Corden says uh, he sets to work directing Harry and the music video for his song Daylight. Now taking a tour, grabbing props uh, that weren't pre-planted as he goes around the apartment, Corden conjures up some interesting scenes which end up in the finished video. Let's have a listen, and I want to make it clear. I had to watch this shit three times to get this clip down and edited, so I'm asking for hazard pay. Please go to my GoFundMe page. Ashton needs a mental purge. <laughs> so here we are. Here's a little clip. I'm James. How are you? And do you all live here? We do. Okay, well, look, I'm wondering if I can ask a favour, okay? Anything. We're looking for a apartment or a home to shoot a music video. Is this something you would let us do? You would let us do it? It's for the Late Late Show. Okay, it's not just me. I was hiding. We're shooting a video for Mr. Harry Styles, okay? So, but we've only got three hours. So, I mean, a way bigger reaction than mine. Way bigger, way bigger reaction. Do you mind if we come in and just have a look around and see if this is the sort of place we could shoot a music video. We only have three hours. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Go and have a look. Okay. Now imagine that, Ralph. You you open your door, right? And there, there you see Harry Styles and go, oh my God, Harry Styles, a legit handsome global pop star. And then Corden's fucking boat race slides into view. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That'd be like finding a fucking Willy Wonka golden ticket covered in hobo feces and vomit. <laughs> and blood, and tuberculosis, and AIDS. <laughs> anyway, it's fucking dreadful. Clearly, it was fucking staged, but, oh, my God, it makes me feel fucking... It makes me go... I can't even make a fist. It makes me feel so bad. Hey, you know, I'm not a fan of the idea of the royal family. You know that, don't you? I'm familiar with your feelings on the royals, yes. Well, I was brought up in a blue-collar family, Ralph. My dad was a truck driver. My mum worked in a factory. I was born in Liverpool, a very left-leaning city, and grow up, grew up in the industrial blue-collar town of a place called Wigan. Um, but I know a lot of Americans, they, they like the idea of the monarchy, aren't they? And they're fans of the royal family. And I think that speaks to your collective lack of self-esteem as a country. Um, <laughs> so I thought I would give you some information um, about the Queen. Uh, she's celebrating her 70th Jubilee this coming weekend. Um, so I thought I'd give you some information about corrupt child molester, protecting family, drain on the economy, and uh, that serve no purpose wankers. Um, so here are 70 facts about 70. the Queen. <laughs> all right, I won't do all of them. All right, let me just pick a few then. All right. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, she sent her first email in 1976 from an army base. Wow. It probably read, kill my firstborn's wife if she gets out of line. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. He was young, uh, young at that point. The Sunday Times Rich List of 2022 put a net worth at $370 million, which is a $5 million increase from 2021. So you're welcome, Liz. 
<laughs> uh, she dedicated one acre of land in Runnymede, Surrey, to US President John F. Kennedy after his assassination in 1965. She dedicated an acre of land to him. I'm sure that softened the blow, of course, for Jackie and John John. <laughs> you know, as Jackie was scooping up the fucking brains of her husband, oh. she probably, you know what, what I, what, it would be really nice if, it, um, in Papua New Guinea, uh, she is the constitutional monarch. She's known in the pidgin language of Tok Pisin. That's a real thing. T-O-K-P-I-S-I-N. Pissin. As uh, Mrs. Quinn and Mama Belong Big Family. That's what she's known as. And also inbred tax drain. No, I don't think so. She... she this is a weird one. She uh, listen. <laughs> oh, this she one's owns, weird. Oh, this one coming up is weird. Yeah, okay. this one. She owns all the dolphins and whales in British waters. <laughs> That's true. Apparently, this dates back to a statute from 1324, which is still valid today. It means that creatures have the title fishes royal. So if she wants to eat a dolphin, and she definitely does, <laughs> she can. If one's caught in the fucking Thames, she can fish it out and have it as a, on a sandwich. <laughs> Presumably a two-foot-long sub. It'd be a long bit of bread, maybe a baguette. Um, she has a cushion in her private sitting room at Balmoral embroidered with the words, it's good to be queen. Oh, she doesn't. <laughs> you can fuck right. How dare she? She's stealing a line from Mel Brooks. Uh, the Queen paid income tax for the first time in 1993 following a set of financial reforms of the royal estate under John Major's premiership. So the first time is 1993. Um, she sent a message of congratulations to Apollo 11 astronauts for the first moon landing on the 21st of July 1969. The message was microfilmed and then deposited on the moon in a metal container in what can only be described as a fucking waste of time and money. <laughs> She has a keen interest in... I've only got 42 more of these oh, left. Oh, good. She has a keen interest in Scottish country dancing. Um, and as we all know, which is the very worst and most aggressive form of country dancing, Scottish country dancing. <laughs> she, hosts the annual, she hosts an annual event called the, the Gillies Balls. <laughs> Gillies Balls. Uh, and that's uh, specifically for neighbours, estate workers, and members of the local community where, when she stays at Balmoral Castle in Scotland. Um, Her Majesty has a well-known love of Corgis, the dog, with her first... Uh, her, the name was Susan, given to her as an 18th birthday present. Weird present. But later, it, it accompanied her on her honeymoon, which is in no way weird. <laughs> Taking your dog... On your honeymoon, she created her own breed of dog. Uh, well, hang on, this is weird. it's a bit of a weird one. She created she she created her own breed of dog, a dorgy, when one of her corgis mated with a dachshund named Pipkin that belonged to Princess Margaret. Yeah. So I'm not sure how, how she was involved in the process, unless it was forced coitus, which we all know is something that happens with the royal families. Um, uh, she only carries cash in her purse on a Sunday to donate it at church. Hmm. About 30, 370 million should do it next time you're there, love. Um, she sat for the first and only hologram portrait in 2003. Um, a riot broke out when she visited Quebec or Quebec 
1964. Is that how you pronounce it? Quebec? I think it's Quebec, yes. All right. When she visited Quebec in 1964 amid the region's separatist movement, no member of the royal family returned there for 50 years until Prince William did in 2000. So that worked for them, didn't it? That worked. <laughs> Never fucking riot and they won't turn up. Um, for her 80th birthday in 2006, she invited 2,000 children to celebrate with her at Buckingham Palace and then she ate them. <laughs> Uh, final one. Let's do one, two more. Um, in 2007, the official royal family YouTube channel was unveiled, swiftly followed by royal Twitter in 2009, a Flickr page in 2010, and Facebook also in 2010, and then OnlyFans in 2020. No, no OnlyFans. She is also part, final one, also part of the Lizard Alien Race and Illuminati and the Builder Bear Group. <laughs> Is it the Build-A-Bear group? Have I got that right? Is it Build... <laughs> I don't believe it's Build-A-Bear, no. I don't know. I'm a little fuzzy on that. <laughs> anyway, a bit thin on the ground today, Ralph, I'm afraid. So let's try and rescue it with a, a an attempt at a funny close. Anyway, look, I've got to go now, Ralph. I'm looking after Daisy this week as she's off from school. She wants... Oh, God. You know, it's, trying, it's difficult trying to keep the kids entertained. She wants me to make her a forge in her room, so I'd better get on to... Oh, hang on a minute. Did she... Did she say for... Oh, shit. She said fort. Oh, God. Jeez. Yeah. What am I going to do with this fucking anvil? I'll talk to you again on Friday. And now, because it's Wednesday, it's time for a one-hit wonder. It's a one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Today's one-hit wonder, well, she sure came by her one-hit wonder, honestly. She started as a singer-songwriter in the 1960s writing a lot of successful songs for other artists, then singing as a background session singer on a lot of tracks as well. She didn't release her own first album until 1971 to almost no success. Then another one in 75, another one in 76. Her only breakthrough year finally came in 1980 when she did a duet with Kenny Rogers that made it to number four on the Billboard Hot 100. But she didn't have her own solo hit until the following year, and then shit broke wide open for today's One Hit Wonder. Hey, Ralph, this is Mark here in Canada. I was calling with a One Hit Wonder. Um, it's from our vintage, and I don't know if in Philly you, uh, you did any roller skating back in the early 80s, but 41 years ago today, there's a song called Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes, and uh, it and uh, songs by a bunch of other female artists, you know, your morning train and... Uh, uh, what else was it? Angel of the Morning. It was like a sort yeah. of a, a busy time for female artists at Motor Rinks. <laughs> anyway, so I think Betty Davis Eyes was a one-hit wonder. And I know it's got loads of misheard lyrics. I mean, I could probably phonetically sing the whole thing, but I'm grasping at straws when it comes to those. <laughs> I know that she, uh, she approaches or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, just an idea for one-hit wonder. Uh, LMB. Betty Davis' eyes was everywhere in the year 1981. You couldn't avoid it. It was a monster international smash. In Australia, it went to number one, number two in Austria, uh, number five in Belgium, number two in Canada, number one in France and in Norway, here in the United States, Damn. South Africa, Spain, Switzerland, number four in Sweden, number one in West Germany. It was a monster hit everywhere. And ironically, for a woman who did a ton of songwriting, she did not write that song. Huh. Originally, it was written by another singer-songwriter named Jackie DeShannon, and Jackie DeShannon released it in 1974. Her version 
If you hear it, and I'm going to play a little bit for you right now, you would never think the two were related. Here is Jackie DeShannon's version of Betty Davis' Eyes. Her hair is hollow gold Her lips are sweet surprise It sounds like an old-time well, stripper song. Yeah, it does. Anyway, uh, Kim Carnes' producer heard that version, thought they could rework it and do a, have more success with that song, and they certainly did. Here's today's one-hit wonder from Kim Carnes, Betty Davis Eyes. Sweet surprise. Her hands are never cold. She's got Betty Davis eyes. She'll turn the music on you. You won't have to think twice. She's pure as New York snow. She got Betty Davis eyes. And she teased you. She'll unease you Hope better just to please you She's precocious And she knows just what it takes to make a pro blush She got credit gobble, stand up side She's got Betty Davis eyes Biggest song of 1981 spent nine weeks at top of the Billboard Top Damn. 100 charts. Kim Carnes is today's one hit wonder. It's the one hit wonder. One hit wonder. One hit wonders. It's a very common tale. That's it for today's show, kids. Come back and join us tomorrow. Why not? We're going to have a good time. Thursdays get sexy around here Ooh. with Ralph Sex University and all the usual shenanigans as well. We'd love to have you join us, but in order to do that, you got to take care of yourself. So, I'm asking you, please stay good in the hood because life is life. We want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow, kids. Until then, love you, mean it. Bye. Ha ha, so ha, ha, I got it. Ha ha, bye bye. 